And good morning, good Saturday. We're off and running. What a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Home improvement, two full hours. We do have a special guest here that I'll tell you about in just a minute. Golly, we've got some nice weather upon us here. Sunshiny, a little bit chilly, but it'll warm up just a bit. And uh, we'll uh, talk about this and many things. So uh, I, I will tell you a little bit about what's coming today. Uh, this is a food drive a food drive and I'll tell you a little bit about that as we get into the next few minutes here just keep in mind tis the season holidays are upon us for those that can do it is our opportunity to help pay it forward and indeed take care of our own neighborhood first as we like to do here in the middle of the country Scott Mosby here two hours phone lines all for you three one four four three six seven nine hundred three one four four three six seven nine hundred toll free anywhere on the globe eight hundred nine two five one one two oh nine two five eleven twenty of course the call letters of KMOX eleven twenty AM and indeed fifty thousand watts to talk about you your problems your topics your home challenges for those of you that are brand new first-time home buyers bring it on right here this is the home improvement show I have a lot of experience in making mistakes before you so think of me as your pre disastered research and development uh, uh, arm for your home improvement project if you're a professional bring it on we take your input as well love to have that experience I know the industry winds up on the road a good bit on on Saturdays uh, looking at projects and indeed uh, taking care of business as you typically do so often so bring that on 314-436-7900 and the family of Camwex everybody who's been listening for oh I don't know most of a century maybe not you but we talk about this and this show has been gone going on for I think most of half a century I've been doing it almost 23 years uh, and I'm aware of two hosts before me that did a very fine job on the Camwex Home Improvement Show. So this is kind of an old-time radio show with brand new problems. Phone lines, internet, radio.com, apps, website, camwex.com. I mean, golly, it just keeps going. Uh, And I love that. I love the history. I love the legacy of Camwex. I'm very, very proud and happy to be part of the family as well on the broadcast side, as as well as being a regular listener to Camwex. Thank you to you. 314-436-7900. Toll free, 800-925-1120. We are talking about (laughs) whatever you want to talk about. Tis the season. The temperatures are dipping down. We get a little bit into the freezing temperatures. So you are aware, I am aware, it is time to prepare for old man winter. One thing I beg you before we get going too much further, if you have garden hoses, you have, if you have garden hoses and you connect them to the exterior of your building, whether it's your business office or your home, if you have any interaction with that garden hose, and now it's a good time, according to Mike Miller in the Camwake Garden Hotline, to maintain the moisture content. Rinse things off, get ready for winter. But if you've got that hose connected to the outside hose bib, take it off disconnect it remove it from the house because there are faucets that are called antifreeze faucets that actually turn the water off about 10 12 14 inches inside the house where it's still warm in the basement or under the slab and then that faucet then drains all the water out because it's an empty pipe well if you leave the hose connected it holds that water charge 
in that pipe and when the temperature dips down and uh, below freezing certainly down into the mid-20s you can freeze that pipe split that pipe and you won't even know it until you turn that faucet back on in the spring so indeed please the message is please remove those faucets remove those hoses from those faucets uh, so that's one of the things also on your morning walk about as you get around the house just be aware uh, oh, just aware, kind of like our own self-medical care, you know, aches and pains and something a little bit unusual. It's just not been there for before. And, you know, maybe I need somebody to take a look at this. Well, same thing for your house. Walk around the outside of your home, look at the roof, look at the gutters. You know, if there are big branches and things out on the roof, certainly if you have a chunk of mortar or brick, something out of place that is unusual, you know, call for a little bit of help for, you know, the next level of care. It's probably a professional remodeler, repair, tuck pointer, whatever it might be, around the deck as well. Uh, and I want you to pay particular attention to how your wood deck is connected to the house. What bolts it onto the house? Whatever fastener there is. They should be fairly visible. Generally, um, you know, uh, not terribly attractive, if you will, because they're big structural elements, either half-inch round steel bolts and nuts or long and lo and round um, uh, screw heads that may be uh, five, six inches long. But just be aware that that connection to the house is where most decks fail. And we get into deck failures, and you've heard all about that over the last five, ten years. Uh, you know, there's um, the uh, Department of the Interior, which is a federal office, uh, some few years ago reported that over half of the decks in the United States were likely deficient and needed attention and then you know the next five years were fraught with decks falling off the house so make sure you get a little bit of eyes on it from your point of view anything looks unusual take a peek and and make a phone call to somebody who can you know just look at a little bit uh, higher level of experience 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 all right now i'm coming right at you the family of Cam Wax, those that are uh, generous listeners, uh, certainly capable um, uh, folks who can support and row the ship. It is Operation Food Search. This is a food drive. Today, this is it. We can't get together. We've got all this COVID sort of stuff, but you know what? We can make a difference. It's your turn. The time is now. With me now, I have uh, uh, Kristen Wild, the executive director of the St. Louis Operation Food Search. Search. Uh, Kristen, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for being part of this. Uh, golly, there's a, a, a terrific need out there. Uh, certainly, during normal times, the, the need is uh, very uh, large. Now we've got this, you know, once in 100 years, maybe not in the future, but golly, we've got this COVID pandemic thing. How is that touching the people, you know, that um, count on you for food? A lot of people are deeply affected, as you can imagine, Typically, prior to the pandemic, food insecurity was at a rate of about 14.2%. We've seen an increase of nearly 40% in the St. Louis region. And now 19.6% people are food insecure, meaning they don't know when their next meal is coming or they're not able to eat healthy meals to help them you know, get through the day with, with energy and nutrition. And an even worse statistic is one in four children is food insecure in the St. Louis region. I mean, that, that figure is just 
unacceptable. If you think about a classroom of kids and the, and the number of kids who, you know, might not get the nutrition they need to do well in school and to be able to focus. So the need is great. It's greater than it's ever been in the St. Louis region since the onset of the pandemic. Wow. How has the pandemic and COVID-19, you know, impacted this? I mean, uh, golly, I can't get toilet paper. I can imagine further down the food chain, literally, it's got to be a challenge for you. It, it is. Yeah, there have been a lot of supply chain disruptions. So we, we are have the great fortune of having some wonderful local grocers, Schnooks, Deerbergs, and Straubs, who are wonderful about donating food to us. And during the pandemic, they've faced some shortages of their own on their on their store shelves due to people raiding the shelves or just having disruptions with being able to get food from their suppliers or the reduction in the truck drivers who are available. So that has a ripple effect. When when the stores have less food um, to, to sell, they also have less food to donate. And so yeah. we have seen a, a reduction in the especially the shelf-stable items, the non-perishable foods that we typically get from grocery stores. So that's had an impact. On the flip Mm. side, we've had an increase in the amount of perishable foods, produce, fruit, even dairy products, in part because we have been able to participate in the USDA Farmers to Family Food Box Program, which is in Phase 4 currently and runs through the end of December. So we've been receiving literally thousands of boxes of food from this program, and we've been able to then turn it around and give it to the families who need it. Well, Kristen, how do we help? What's what's the message to the CAMWAX listeners? And uh, will you stick with me here this hour, and let's talk through this and see if we can uh, uh, offer a little bit of assistance to, for the folks that uh, need the help. What's, Absolutely. what's next? Yes. So people are able to help by making financial donations on our website at operationfoodsearch.org. We're actually running a a campaign on Giving Tuesday, which is December 1st, this coming Tuesday. We're calling it Giving Foods Day, which is a spin Mm -hmm. on the the National Giving Tuesday event. Um, Anyone who donates, you can donate before that, certainly, but um, that that day of, of giving, we're specifically targeting for our Operation Backpack program, which provides weekend food to kids who often receive free or reduced meals at school. And, and this is a program that, that has been we've had in place since about 2008. So this is not COVID specific, but um, it's, it's a program that's even more critical now than ever. We're hoping to provide 870,000 meals to kids through the Operation Pro- Operation Backpack Program through the end of this school year. So wow. we, we would appreciate donations online. We appreciate donations of food. Uh, we're actually participating in the Boy Scouts Scouting for Food campaign this year. People can drop off food at any Lion's Choice location, or they can check out the Boy Scouts website for other retail locations, or they mm-hmm. can text to donate. Uh, we also, Deerberg's is running a Hunger Never Takes a Holiday campaign where sure. shoppers can buy a virtual bag of food. <clears throat> so we welcome donations of, of money, uh, of food, and, and we have a, some need for volunteers, although not as large as we typically do. Sure, 
Sure. Well, will you stick with me, Kristen, throughout the hour, and let's see if we can uh, make a little uh, difference here. Uh, and for those of you making dollar donations, uh, my company, Mosby Building Arts, we will match every dollar donated up to $5,000 for Operation Food Search. So if you're feeling like maybe I will, maybe I won't, well, your dollar turns immediately into two. Come on, let's get going and get this uh, uh, show on the road. OperationFoodSearch.org, OperationFoodSearch.org. Kristen Wild, the executive director, will stick with us throughout the hour. KMOX Home Improvement Show will be right back for more. After this, all right, let's get to the phone lines here. Scott Mosby of CamOX, Emily or Kristen Wild of Operation Food Search, Kristen Wild of Operation Food Search, uh, calling for dollar donations. Please visit the website operationfoodsearch.org, operationfoodsearch.org, and you can get on there right now. Get her done, get her going, and up to five thousand dollars. Mosby Building Arts, my company, will match every dollar for dollar, so your dollar turns into a two to two dollars let's get her going uh, let's go to the phone lines here and talk with my friend ed hey ed good morning welcome to cam wex how may i help you sir i have a uh yes, old st louis brick home typical brick home and under the porch inside the basement there's two small leaks um maybe put off the ground yep yep porch in the basement, and i want to repair them of course Okay. Is that, is that quickcrete, does that stuff work? Uh, yeah, it does. The quickcrete uh, or expanding hydraulic cement is, is typically the generic conversation or describe, description of that. And, and basically, when you hydrate it, you put you know, water with it, mix it up, you get it inside the crack. It has to be very dry. Uh, it has to be, you know, if you V it out, you need to have kind of a flat area where it can push equally on both sides because it expands. As it expands, it kind of seals to the side left and right even up and down to some extent. Uh, it is pretty effective. It is not nearly effect, as effective as an epoxy or polyurethane professional injection. So uh, just be aware that I would say maybe one in four of those, 25% of those repairs tend to stop water and usually for a time. But my experience is, you know, over five to seven years, they tend to fall out and they start leaking before that. So I don't have any great news for you ed uh you know typically you know the inexpense and the you know really when you go to sell the house the only thing the buyer is going to trust anyway is an you know epoxy injection you know professional repair right but the, they're not that big so I, you know if they're big yeah. of course i'd have it done professionally but they're really small and it's not a lot of water but just enough to aggravate the basement floor how big uh, tell describe the crack uh Maybe six inches long, and it's about a foot off the off the basement floor. How wide is it? Uh, not very wide at all. And is it horizontal or straight up and down? Uh, vertical. Vertical. Okay. Vertical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's really tight like that, you might try a uh, painted applied liquid material, uh, because when you get into the hydraulic cement, uh, it, it you almost have to 
you know, kind of jackhammer out and make enough room for that cement. You know, it has some sand or grit or granules in it. So those granules have to get inside that crack. Then you wind up making a small crack into a big one. And then that's kind of where my recommendation came from earlier. You might try something, um, you know, on a liquid waterproofer that paints on that area because it tends to soak into that crack just a little bit better than normal. And most of them are water-based. So, you know, moisture in that crack is not a problem. It'll follow and, you know, wick up into the pores and the veins of that cement. Maybe I'll try that first. Yeah, like a dry lock, uh, you know, that's that type of a product. Uh, you know, the problem is now you're painting big white spots where your leaks are so you're drawing attention to that place but if you're having you know uh, slow areas like that and keep in mind we've had some rain so you know we've got stuff that you know leaks now that you know generally you know it it leaks in the past year because we've had a really wet couple of years Um, but anyway just i think i'd try it's been been the deep the deep rains not not just a regular leak every day it's when it really rains hard yeah, yeah, which is hydrostatic pressure, which means there's no other easier place for the water to go, so it's just coming through that crack. Yeah, I think I'd try the liquid first, Ed. I mean, you can always go, you know, to the quickcrete and the, you know, epo- or the um, um, hydraulic cement, uh, but you have to jackhammer that stuff out pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll All try right. that paint first. Thank you very much. Oh, okay, Ed, take care, my friend. And next up, let's see what's happening with my friend Steve. Hey, Steve, Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Well, Scott, I've got a house on one side that's got vertical siding, and where the siding comes down into the J-channel, that J-channel sits on uh, concrete caps. And I'm, I am seem to have to caulk it every two years. Is there a material I can put in there to fill that so I don't have to climb the ladder every two years? Um, well, let's do the math on that J channel. Um, uh, so you've got wood coming down onto a concrete something. I've got vinyl coming down. Oh, okay. So that's where the J channel came from. Correct. Okay. Here, here's where I was going with that. So with a wood, um, vertical siding, you would have a Z channel, which allows the water to come down the siding and then spill off over the top face of the cement, and you would have an actual metal bend down flashing in that Z. The Z is actually sideways, goes up behind the siding, comes down, and then bumps out over the cement, and then comes straight down and creates kind of a drip cap. Uh, The J channel of a vinyl siding is pretty much a little gutter and it will hold the water, and at the butt joints where those J-channels are joined end-to-end, there's no downspout, though that's where the water comes out for the vertical vinyl siding. Uh, So what I would suggest is a metal flashing piece, uh, hopefully in that Z-shape, you know what I mean, that tucks up behind and under the J-channel, especially at the joints where those J-channels come together. You okay. following me there? Steve? Yeah, I am. That's about 20 feet of uh, coil stock then. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, bending it up into the proper. And I would try a little, but it doesn't take a whole lot of vertical up. Your J channel is usually about an inch, inch and a quarter before you hit a nail. You only need to get up there about half an inch. And uh, frankly, with that drip flashing metal piece, you really wouldn't need or want to caulk it. You no, know what I, I mean? understand. 
I do. Because re- really what happens, uh, you, you're actually capturing the water that comes down behind the vinyl siding. Vinyl siding water gets behind all the time. It is a cladding, not a waterproofer. So the water is designed and humidity to drain down behind the siding, hits that cement, and ideally you need a piece of flashing there, and then caulking that J-bar to the cement, you actually trap the water inside the wood and on the concrete. So uh, although I'm a neat nick and I like to caulk everything up beautifully, uh, that's one where you're actually kind of trapping the water. You're better off to get a piece of metal flashing up there. Uh, you know, you can't really stop the water from coming, but you can choose where it goes after it comes down that wall. All right. Thank you very much, Scott. All right. Take care, Steve. Good luck, my friend. All right. All right. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. I've got phone lines open for you, 314-436-7900, 436-7900. Your topic is today's topic, 436-7900, anywhere on the globe, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. You hear about these colors. Uh, so Sherwin-Williams has come up with the 2020 color of the year, uh, you know, and it in... So think about that. You know, what would the color of 2020 be? Um, and, and now be kind. You know, I, I, all those th- thoughts about how wonderful 2020 has been or not. You know, it, it's 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 a it's a real color. So anyway, with me standing by is Kristen Wild, the executive director of Operation Food Search. So we're going to get to Kristen in a little bit when we come right back. But your opportunity is to go to operationfoodsearch.org. Have your credit card ready. Your first dollar turns into two dollars. Uh, we will match Mosby Building Arts, my day job. We will match up to five thousand dollars. Your dollars. So bring them on. Bring them plenty, and let's get this fixed right here in St. Louis. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. KMOX Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby at the helm. We are talking all sorts of fun things here. Phone lines open for you if you're trying to get a time. Let's ask that Scott some questions. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Toll free anywhere on the globe. 800-925-1120. 800-925-1120. You can also pick me up on radio.com, R-A-D-I-O.com or indeed kmox.com so wherever you are that's where we go uh and we will talk about things in just a minute with me now i have Kristen wild the operation food search executive director again good morning Kristen. thank you for standing by are you still there i am still here i'm learning all sorts of tips from you thank you so much well, there we go. There's so much to talk about. Uh, tell me more about Operation Food Search and uh, you, you know what uh, what you do in the St. Louis area, and you know how, why we're together today. You know how do we help? Sure. Well, we are probably most known for our immediate food assistance that we provide. We feed about 200,000 people every month through our network of community food sites. We also have several meal programs for children. So we feed kids on the weekends, during the summer, in an after-school program. But what a lot of people aren't aware of is what we do to really address the root causes of hunger and what we do to equip people with the skills to be more self-sufficient. So we have a whole nutrition education department that is dedicated to providing cooking classes, nutrition education, 
even grocery store tours so that people are able to learn how to shop and cook economically and nutritiously. We also have a uh, policy and advocacy team that works with elected officials and community leaders in helping to guide them and inform them about you know, what, how, how people are impacted when they are food insecure and how policies can be enhanced to help people. And we are also able to, to help our partners that we work with as well as the people who ultimately receive our help so that they are aware of certain resources and opportunities available to them. So we're, we really, you know, we, we work on addressing the immediate and urgent need, but we go beyond that to help address the root causes and really have a, an impact on the, on the whole system. Okay. And today, specifically, how can our CAMOX listeners, uh, you know, make the world just a little bit better through you? Well, we would love for them to take you up on your suggestion of making a financial donation at operationfoodsearch.org. It's so wonderful that Mosby is matching those donations up to $5,000. If, if the listeners were able to donate 5000 you matched 5000 for a total of 10000 what that would do is it would essentially provide 40,000 meals because we're able to leverage every dollar that is donated. Um, we can leverage it to really have the value of $10. And if you figure, you know, that 10000 would essentially be equipping us with $100,000, which would provide 40,000 meals. Wow. Wow. Well, that's a, an effective thing. I, I appreciate your part in this, uh, Kristen, as well. I know it takes some real passion to to really kind of, you know, keep the ball rolling. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an interesting time we live in, is it not? It, it is interesting. And it's it's been, there have been some silver linings throughout this. People have been enormously creative and generous. We've had so many people step up and come with, up with unique fundraisers for us. We had a gentleman who ran 100 miles in Forest Park, 100 miles straight, um, wow. and he raised about $30,000 for us through that. Uh, we've had kids create bake sales or coffee drive through stations. Um, we've had a lot of families conduct food drives in their neighborhoods where they invite their neighbors to come and drop food off on their front porch or on their uh, on their doorstep and then that food is donated to Operation Food Search. So it's it's been beautiful to see how many people are willing to help their neighbors in need in St. Louis. Wow. Wow. Uh, and the website, operationfoodsearch.org, uh, make a dollar donation. One dollar turns into two, at least from our point of view, with Mosby Building Arts matching up to 5000 So uh, it's our little place to help. And, you know, we take our uh, role pretty seriously. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, stand by here, Kristen. Let's get some phone lines going here. 314-436-7900, and 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. I promised you the Sherwin-Williams 2020 color of the year and is not related to any kind of a uh, Halloween terror movie that you might see. It is naval 
naval blue, a deep navy blue. So the 2020 color of the year through Sherwin-Williams is naval, N-A-V-A-L, 6244. It's a rich navy color, kind of a crown. They call it a calm and grounding environment infused with, here we go, quiet confidence. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, So anyway, as we spend more time in our homes, cocooning or, you know, um, hiding, if you will, from the bad things happening outside or good things happening outside. One being OperationFoodSearch.org happening right here on CAMWEX today. So it's our role, our time, our place, and this is getting back together. Uh, So anyway, if you're looking for a little bit of color, you might consider the new 2020 Color of the Year Naval. Anyway, uh, we will talk about this and more when we come back for more. I have Kristen Wild with me, OperationFoodSearch.org, your opportunity to make a little difference in the holidays. And indeed, the uh, time has never been more important than now as we go into the co- the colder months. Uh, we have kids that g- have been going to school and now that's disrupted. Uh, so there's just a lot of things that are topsy-turvy and, you know, we can make a, a difference right here. Operation Food foodsearch.org. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX. We'll be right back for more after this. All right, back together, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Scott Mosby standing by from KMOX, and in the wings, Kristen Wild, Operation Food Search. You can make a difference. You can make a donation, operationfoodsearch.org. Let's go to the phones and visit with my friend, Karen. Karen, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hi, Scott. Um, I have 20-inch kitchen tiles, and it's time to regrout. In the meantime, they've come out with the luxury vinyl tile, and I'm being told that instead of regrouting, you can go right over the top of the existing tile floor with the LVP. Uh, True or false, Is does it destroy your tile floor? Is it better just to regrout and leave the other alone? Uh, typically, I will say that luxury vinyl tile can span those joints. The issue is over time, uh, the thicker luxury vinyl tile or vinyl tile, uh, it's thick enough to span the grout joints. So you still need to grout those joints or level them uh, for putting the luxury vinyl. I will say most of the vinyl tiles, their warranties still require an underlayment. So yes, you can. And, and I will tell you that probably no pro will, will go on over that ceramic tile without putting some sort of an underlayment, uh, you know, perfect type substrate so that that vinyl will remain just as pretty 10 years down the line. Uh, do you like the look of your uh, vi- your uh, ceramic tile now in the kitchen? Yes, it's fine. Um, I just didn't know. I thought I could avoid that big, messy job. Well, it's not really a big, messy job when you've got the grout. I mean, they typically, the, the way these grout grinders go, you have a little bitty wheel on the end of a something and a vacuum cleaner. So typically, it is a dusty job, but it is not quite like doing drywall. So it's kind of a, a controllable thing if you get the right company that is properly equipped, if they, or, you know, have a vacuum cleaner right there. So it is it is doable, and I wouldn't necessarily throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, ceramic tiles are, are nice. Certainly, 20 by 20 is a fairly, you know, modern size. The uh, you know the more recent we are, the bigger those tiles going. Now they're two feet by four feet. They get you know from being two inches by two inches, one inch by one inch. Now we're up to two fo- by four feet. So 20 inches, you know, I think Karen's a pretty good tile. I wouldn't necessarily. I would personally, uh, if you like that tile, I would invest in the regrouting first. 
Okay. That's what I wanted was an opinion. And I really appreciate it, Scott. Thank you for your help. Okay. You're welcome, Karen. Take care. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Next up, let's talk with my buddy, Larry. Hey, Larry. Good morning. How are you doing today? How can I help? Hey, uh, Scott. Yeah. Yes, sir. Scott. Yep. Are you there? Here. I am there. Okay. Uh, Scott, what I've got, I've got uh, I've got a big house with a deck. On the back of it, all of my windows, as, uh, I've got about uh, 15 big glass windows. They're 16 by 5 feet tall. And I have solid glass in uh, uh, three doors, uh, all glass. Now, I want to insulate this from the inside because um, uh, they're jealousy windows, and they've got uh, wood trim on the inside. Now, how can I how can I insulate the inside of this? The jealousy windows are all the little glass slats that crank over in louver style. Is that what you're talking about, Larry? Yeah, yeah. Well, insulating those, those are three-season windows. Those are, you know, for patios and porches. Uh, to insulate that, the best, and leave those windows intact is really a window blind. So, you know, like a Show Me Blinds product, something that can be an insulated uh, blanket type. What you're really asking is how yeah. do I put an overcoat on the inside of these windows and keep yeah. the windows? That's a window covering problem right there. Show Me Blinds is all made for that. Yeah, but I've got so many of these. I've got 15, 15 of those. These these are big. Now I've well, I've got the accordion type on the front of the house, the blinds. But back here, it would take. Oh my gosh, it would take a lot of blinds. Well, I hear you, but think yeah. about changing windows. You know, so again, it's it's six and one. If you really want to go to that, the least costly way will be window blinds. The next thing is changing those windows, and then you just multiply that cost by five. You know, okay. so yeah, okay, it's a relative thing. This. Yeah. Can it? Can I? Could I take? Here's what I thought about doing. I got a roll of Visqueen. I thought about cutting out the Visqueen and yeah. taping that on there with Scotch tape. Oh yeah, that works. Yeah, okay. that's basically you're using a uh, uh, an inexpensive version of window covering, uh, right. and frankly, you're you're blocking the wind more than you are insulating. So the plastic, the clear plastic, you know, the word is visqueen. That's a clear plastic uh, sheet, yep. if you will. And that's, I mean, that's what we do on construction jobs when it gets cold and we want to raise the temperature for the workmen. So it works. Yeah, okay. It's a, it's a little unattractive, but, uh, you know, still, uh, you can, and it's a lot less costly than window, but you're you're still going to a window covering sort of solution, and frankly, you're going to block the the blowing wind, too, but you you need some pretty thick six mil, you know, visqueen. You, you need some strong stuff to be able to handle the, you know, the wind. In yeah, I do have. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah. And, I um, think you're in, yeah. Yeah, because I've got an awful lot of glass, and and even though they're insulated, there's still a lot of cold air comes through that because I've got Amen. so much of it. Well, jealousy windows don't really seal. They just kind of close to keep the rain, you know, shedding on the outside. So, yeah, uh, you, you, can, you can most definitely do what you're describing. Okay. Okay. I thank you for that. 
I'll enjoy your program. Thanks, Larry. Take care. Good luck, my friend. And be careful on that. See if you can get some help getting up to those high areas. I'm not, I'm, I don't bounce like I used to. I don't know about you, but boy, I kind of <laughs> thud when I hit now. Well, I'm a, I'm a month away from being 83, so I can still run. So I guess I'm doing okay. Oh, good. Way to go. Congratulations, Larry. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, hey, uh, Kristen Wild is in the, the wings. Uh, Kristen, uh, before we uh, get off the air here in a couple minutes here, um, again, how do people help Operation Food Search right now today? What's the thing we can do to make a difference? People can make a donation on our website at operationfoodsearch.org. They're also welcome to donate food at our location, which is at 1644 Lotsey Boulevard in Overland. People can make online purchases of food at our local grocers and have it sent directly to Operation Food Search, delivered by Instacart if they shop Mm -hmm. at Schnooks or Straub's, or shipped if they shop at Deerberg's. Um, we, we welcome food, we welcome financial donations, and we are so appreciative that Mosby is matching up to $5,000 of donations today. Well, thanks, Kristen. How has the business community responded? How how have we shown up? Are are we doing a pretty good job as a community? Yes. A lot of businesses that typically conduct food drives for us, or they have volunteer groups come in throughout the year to pack bags or you know, check through donated food to make sure that it's not expired and so forth. A lot of those companies have converted and they've set up fund drives for us Hmm. so that employees or customers of those companies can make donations, um, you know, financial donations since they're not gathering in their building spaces to bring in food donations the way they might otherwise. Wow. Well, thank you. Hey, Kristen, again, uh, what are the various ways? OperationFoodSearch.org is the easiest way. Just quick credit card. Is that uh, what uh, makes the, the dial turn? That is probably the easiest to donate with a credit card. People also can send in checks to Operation Food Search at 1644 Lotsey Boulevard. Either way, that it works, and we appreciate it. And I'd also encourage if there are any listeners out there who, who are in need of help, please go to our website. We've got information there. There are interactive maps okay, where you can find the seconds. closest locations. To okay, Kristen Wild, food. Operation Food Search. Thank you, Kristen. OperationFoodSearch.org. KMOX, we'll be back on Hour 2. All right, back together, home improvement. Lunchtime, bean time. Middle of the day, KMOX, lots of things talking about right here today. We have two hours, one more hour coming up next. Phone lines open for you, wide open, 436-7900. That's area code 314-436-7900. And toll free, 800-925-1120-925-1120. Thank you to Kristen Wild, the executive director, a guest in our first hour uh, of Operation Food Search, your opportunity to carry the ball a little bit. Uh, you can make a donation online, operationfoodsearch.org. 
F-O-O-D-S-E-A-R-C-H-O-R-G, OperationFoodSearch.org. Uh, your dollar donation or every dollar of your donation is matched by a dollar from my company, Mosby Building Arts, up to $5,000. We want to induce our Camwex family to show up and give it up for Operation Food Search. You can send a check directly to 1644 Lotsey Boulevard. That's Operation Food Search, 1644 Lotsey Boulevard. That's L-O-T-S-I-E, Lotsey Boulevard. And that's in Overland, Missouri. Uh, Well, let's get to the phone lines here. Phone line, all for you, 314-436-7900, toll free, 800-925-1120. Thank you to my uh, associates at Mosby Building Arts for uh, really showing up for this donation and putting together the time, getting uh, Kristen arranged here on KMOX. Uh, You know, tis the season. Not all of us are as fortunate as as we can be and have been. Uh, you know, certainly at Mosby Building Arts, we're you know luckier than most. Everybody wants to be in their homes and fix them up. So you know, we're staying busy. We've kept our entire uh, payroll going through all of this. Uh, certainly in a different this, if you will, because of the masks. So you know, we can't ride multiple people in a vehicle like we used to. And you know, distancing on a job site is pretty easy in construction, all in all. But still takes a little bit extra effort and we kind of band together in subfamilies if you will so everybody knows kind of where you've been and who you are and all that sort of thing uh, i talked about the 2020 sherwin williams color of the year naval n-a-v-a-l naval it's like a navy blue only it's a deep earthy uh blue it's it's pretty cool i i uh um you know personally i blue is one of my favorite colors if you can't imagine that but uh, anyway we can talk about that and more but as you get into designing your home uh i checked out at the grocery store yesterday and i was wearing a bright blue shirt and the lady that the checker she looked at me and she said wow your shirt matches your eyes and I said, really? And I looked down at my shirt, and I got home an hour later and looked at my eye color. You know, men don't know this stuff, but we do, my point being, that we tend to gravitate toward, you know, God's image where, you know, I've got these blue eyes. My favorite color is blue. I wear blue shirts. And we tend to paint our homes somewhat in that color palette. So the ladies out there, uh, you know, many uh, who call and ask for color help and, and you know, interior design from Mosby building arts and our team basically we get out there we look around we take a look at the people and their home has usually evolved into some palette of their being uh you know we tend you know ladies who get involved in cosmetics those cosmetics are all in a color palette and it is a science of color as you well know going to you know at least at one time the department stores and the cosmetic counters they take a look at you look at your eyes your skin tone hair color they knew just what to do well, we at Mosby Building Arts, we get the science of color, too. We show up, we look at the house, we look at the roof color, brick or siding, we look at how much greenery, green grass is around, actually the color of the driveway, believe it or not. Blacktop, white concrete, exposed aggregate, shiny rocks, whatever it is. 
Those are all the being or the personality of that particular home. And we then stay with that color palette. And that's why we're able to advise people and really should in terms of, well, are, we're just changing a roof. It's like, yeah, but we really want to stay within this area here. Well, why is that? Well, it's like picking cosmetics for your uh, face, ladies. So it's the science of color is very mature. We've been doing colors for tens of thousands of years, if you will. Anyway, phone line. 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Thank you again to Executive Director of Operation Food Search, Kristen Wild, carrying the ball, getting it done, and it's your opportunity to make a donation. The easiest way to do it, you can do it in the grocery stores, you know, so basically you can, you know, really get into any of the major grocery stores and have the opportunity, you know, for example, Schnooks and Deerbergs and Straubs, you can basically have and buy a bag of of uh, food for that donation operation food search anyway uh, let's get on to the phone lines and let's get back to my buddy Mary hey Mary good afternoon welcome to cam wax and how can I help you this wonderful Saturday day I, wanna, I wanted to tell you that uh, I, I've got a window problem like that one old guy with the jealousy windows yeah, yeah o- Mary. only mine are um, I've got five rows of sliding glass door windows that size sideways and there's five rows of them so there's 25 windows and i've thought for a long time about how to insulate them but now i'm thinking maybe i'll just i'll take that plastic you were talking about and put it up or or else call missouri blinds.com yeah Uh, well show me blinds.com yeah show me blinds that's right yeah Yeah, the plastic uh, yeah, the plastic that Larry was talking about is it's an economical way. It's it's a it's old school storm windows, if you will, but they all have to get torn down. You can't really see through them, you know. So yeah. nice blinds on the inside. If your windows are in good shape, I would really lobby for getting something a little more attractive attractive than the clear plastic. Yeah, I really would like to have those uh, large shutters. Yeah, know? yeah, uh huh. But yeah. I don't, I don't know, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a question about a bush, actually. Could you answer a question? Well, like I'll do that? my best. Mike Miller is the bush guy, but, you know, I, I can give you a swing at it. I'm a Mike Miller acolyte for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of uh, evergreen bushes in mm-hmm. front of my house. Okay. Um, my house is semi-berm and passive solar, and okay. the bushes are older than than 2000. Okay. So before okay. my dad died, he had a, a house he was remodeling. He just put yeah. chains around them and ripped them out of the ground and brought them out to my house. And they've been beautiful ever since. But now, one of them, I'm fighting this brown. Uh, they're yeah. turning brown in an area. And yeah, last yeah. year, I just, like, cut it out of there with mm-hmm. my little chainsaw. But now, it's back okay. again. And I wonder what I could do for that. Well, your dad kind of had the ticket. You've got to pull out those roots. And that's why he yanked them out, you know, with a chain and all. But either you dig out the root ball and pull out the, you know, that's kind of the heart. You know, the heart of that plant is actually under the ground. It just, if you think of it, you know, the foliage up above is kind of a, it's not the core of the plant. So that all has to come out. Yeah, right, right. So there's no saving the plant. It's just got to. 
at, at that age, Mary, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that much investment in my money or my time in a 20 plus year old plant. I would start all over and maybe get something that's a little more appropriate for this environment as well. That's less or more resistant to that, you know, brown spot thing, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd well, start over. Came, Mary. They came from here. They came from South County. Okay. And I'm in right. Barnhart, so yeah. that's the only difference. Okay, well, yeah. thanks so much for that. Okay, Mary, and, good uh, luck and uh, happy window coverings. And uh, <laughs> the, the, when you close those uh, shutters when you get them, boy, they're good looking. Doggone it. They are, I, I love, I lo- I'm a wood guy, as you well know. So Yeah, golly, right I now I've got, uh, I've got drapes that high that yeah, Sunshine yeah. Dairy Crews put in a, a long time ago. Sure, and sure. There's a shear and there's a a heavy one. Yeah. But then we we have to every damn night we have to take uh, weights or something and put them down at the bottom so any air won't get through. Oh wow, wow! wow. It's a pain in the butt. That's why I was thinking about the shutters. Yeah. yeah. Well, shutters, everything, you know, you may, if you have that much after that many years, Mary, of all those uh, patio doors on the side, you may want to look mm-hmm. into those windows before you start buying window covers because, you know, you may have, uh, it may be getting time for that glass to be replaced. Yeah. 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 I know there's more efficient glass out there now. Yeah, well, I mean, well, just the wood around it, how it's set in, you know, we used to use a lot of those patio doors because it was an inexpensive way to get a lot of insulated glass. Well, if that glass yeah. is older than 20 years, you're getting close to the end of that seal. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All righty. You bet. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. Have a All nice right. day. Be safe. Take care. You too, Mayor. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Phone lines wide open for you, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120. Uh, we've been talking about window blinds and drapes and uh, vertical siding, J-channels, flashing, uh, windows, uh, plastic uh, window coverings on the inside of jealousy windows. I haven't heard jealousy windows for a while. For those of you unfamiliar with what a jealousy window j-a-l-o-u-s-i-e and those who know are shaking their heads and they're those four inch slats of horizontal glass that you crank on and they all angle out together they're kind of a really neat way this back to the breeze way you know the the screen porch uh, it kind of harkens back prior to air conditioning when we just wanted a little bit of outdoor time but we didn't really want the dust or the rain so we had those jealousy windows and they're they're pretty nice they they work very well but they are not a uh, an energy efficient feature Mosby is uh, donating up to five thousand dollars to Operation Food Search your opportunity is operationfoodsearch.org operation foodsearch.org so uh, uh, get on with your credit card and make a difference today or you can send your check directly to operation food search 1644 that's 1644 lotsy boulevard l-o-t-s-i-e lotsy boulevard and that's in overland missouri let's uh let's get a little bit going here on the phone lines here 314-436-7900-800-925-1120 scott mosby at your service i'll be right back 
All right, back together, home improvement. This is indeed hour two of the KMOX, or Helitech Home Improvement Show. Phone lines open for you, 314-436-7900, Thanks again to Kristen Wild, Executive Director of Operation Food Search. One more time, that website for you getting to make a donation uh, online, Operation foodsearch.org operationfoodsearch.org again thanks to Mosby Building Arts my cohorts at the company for uh, arranging this and uh, matching that donation uh, for every dollar up to $5,000 again let's go to the phone lines fire it up we have Bosco in the background turning out 50,000 watts let's talk to uh, Bob about a fence hey Bob good afternoon welcome to KMOX how can I help yeah I'm trying to uh, fix a couple posts on a privacy fence yeah, uh, wooden posts like four by fours. Okay, and I was just wondering, uh, is there is there a certain time that you need to do that? I mean, is it going in the winter? Is there a, worried about freezing or anything like that? Uh, not so much yet this year because any concrete you put in the ground, it will be the temperature of <clears throat> of the existing soil below the ground, which is still pretty warm. The air temperature is cooling off, Bob, but the dirt, the soil subgrade is still warm. So you can, you know, putting concrete in the ground, you know, you can do that almost as long as you're below the frost almost year round all the way through. Even when you have frozen soil, you dig up the top six inches or whatever's frozen, you just make sure you go down below that i would uh suggest that instead of concrete around that four by four you can get a limestone material that is a real fine uh ground up uh gravel if you will but it's with the fines f-i-n-e-s many of the fence companies put the um that limestone almost dust down in the hole because the issue is if the you know post gets a little crooked or whatever you can basically pull it out but you compact it down and you water it and that stuff turns into low grade concrete um and what once about, you know, uh, yeah if if it's a if it's like a on a gate part of a gate yeah concrete you know, be, yeah no you know, you're on the yeah real real concrete for the gates there but you're right there you bet so on on frost is that like a 30 inch hole do i need a big is that about well for a gate for a gate and four by four i would go 24 to 30 inches anyway just for securing that down the frost line is at 30 inches it seldom gets below freezing 16 inches deep in this part of the country so in reality you know if if you're going to have a house being lifted up by frost that's one thing but it's actually about 10 10 inches deeper than frost actually penetrates but if you're going to go to the effort of you know replacing that four by four i would definitely go 24 to 30 below yeah uh, 24 right. to 30. Do I need to put any gravel like in the bottom of the hole or just put that nope. four by four right on the third? Nope. No, yeah. Now, keep in mind, and this goes back to Sam Mosby, my father. You know, I mean, when I grew up, the shape of the hole actually has more to do with it because every one of those sides, if it's an irregular shape, there's no real wall for that concrete to push against for its strength. So make sure you have a nice clean cut side of the hole and that the bottom of the hole is crumbed out so you get all the debris out of that too, even for a a fence post because if it's a gate, um, so the structural way to dig a, a good footing or anything structural is a real clean, sharp edge smooth wall hole yeah like somebody said a virgin ground is yeah the way that, you know like, yeah you, you, know, you so dig until you dirt 
Amen. Uh, okay. You, you're kind of like on this, Bob. You got this going on. You're, you're all over this thing, brother. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Have good day. All right. Yep. Bye now. Home Improvement Bob is putting in 4x4 four four posts for his gate. I offered limestone. He said, I'm putting in a gate. And he's right. He, it is concrete. You need concrete for those levered because when you put a gate, even a three-foot gate, if it's going to be, you know, a chain-link fence, that's pretty lightweight. But if you make this thing out of wood or any kind of a, you know, fence-looking material, the leverage of that, the uh, lever the fulcrum lever, you know, you can have, uh, if the gate is, you know, 100 pounds, three feet away from that post, at the very top of the post, the leverage to bend or move that structure underground, and that's why I agreed with Bob that, you know, burying it 24 to 30 inches deep is a wise thing, and using concrete around that. Uh, 314-436-7900, we got some phone lines open, 800-925-1120, 800-925-1120, uh, let's see what's happening here with uh, my other friend, Bob. Hey, Bob, Scott Mosby here, how can I help? my friend yes i'm replacing some gas fireplace logs i've removed the logs i was ready to put the new ones in and some decorative stone put on them too but i found that previously the owner had completely coated the base of the fireplace with sand before he put anything down Mm -hmm. is something that should be done or necessary before i vacuum it up uh, the sand is kind of a, uh, it depends on the surface. On the bottom of that fireplace should be a fire brick. It should be white color, or if you scratch through the black or whatever underneath it the is. sand. If it's white refractory brick, you do not need the sand. Uh, okay. The reason sand gets used is because it's better looking usually than the brick. So the, and most of your fireplace logs have some sort of an ember look uh, and some glowing material that tends to shine yeah. in heat. So your fireplace logs will likely put something similar to that sand. But no, you can get rid of that sand. It's of no uh, structural or heat value. Thank you very much. That's what I need. You, you bet, Bob. Go get them. And, and I, you know, I tell you what, have you been into new uh, fireplaces and the electric fireplaces? My gosh, my wife and I, we replaced one some, oh, just recently. And we, we spent a year, year and a half looking at the various electric fire uh, boxes and gas log or log looking things. We wound up coming all the way back. We have gas in our home, so we're blessed to have that. We wound up just putting in a better version of a gas log unit um, because we like the flames you know we tried to do you know the electric we tried to get rid of uh, you know the combustion and the flues and opening the flu and all that stuff you know what we're in the Midwest we have oak trees in our backyard so good firewood is everywhere and it's wet because it rains all the time so we don't have any big you know fire issues generally during the winter and my wife we just like a good flame. Anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Going to take a short pause uh, right now on University of KMOX. Scott Mosby, KMOX, will be right back.
Yes, indeed. About half an hour more here. Your opportunity anytime uh, to make a positive difference. Operation Food Search. You can make a donation. You can donate food at the grocery stores. So at Schnooks, Deerbergs, and Straubs, you've got the opportunity to buy a bag of groceries there to be donated. Or you can make a cash donation by mailing your check to Operation Food Search 1644 Lotse Boulevard, L-O-T-S-I-E, Lotse Boulevard, and that's Overland, Missouri. Or you can get online, real easy, credit card, operationfoodsearch.org, operationfoodsearch.org. Get online, and we at Mosby Building Arts will match every dollar donated up to $5,000, so uh, we're happy to make a difference. And pleased to be part of the CAMOX family and community to get this done and make a difference. Let's get on the phone lines here and talk with my friend. Uh, how about Steve? Hey, Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to CAMOX. How can I help, my friend? Well, so I've got a quick question about a fireplace. I live in an atrium ranch uh, mm. where the basement is finished, and we actually have two fireplaces. In the basement, it's already fully bricked with mm-hmm. a hearth and everything. Upstairs, it is drywall. And yep. what my wife would like to do is have stone installed. It's about seven foot wide, uh, maybe two foot deep, the drywall. And then Mm -hmm. it goes, since it's an atrium, it's got a vaulted ceiling. So it goes 15 feet up. And Mm -hmm. I'm just worried that the floor joist would not support the weight of adding stone. Mm -hmm. So just looking for a recommendation, you know, maybe I'd have to have an engineer or somebody come out to tell me what to do. But would you agree that that's just too much weight on that floor for traditional stone absolutely uh fortunately steve you're not the only one in this boat and there is a product that sticks on a frame wall that is much much less uh heavy and it literally it is like a you know thick three-dimensional ceramic tile and it literally cements onto the face you basically plaster over that drywall there's a little bit more to it you have to cover it with felt put a mesh up put a scratch coat so you put cement up so basically you're sticking this stuff to the face but I will tell you if you go shopping for stone or tile or backsplashes uh, even in stone supply places at least 50% of what you're going to see will be what's called veneer stone which is intended to be stuck on mortared on kind of actually suction cupped onto the wall over wood framing so you you will find that you have a lot of good choices and this is easily done and uh you know if if any, if you say well how about real stone you know they'll slide their glasses down and give a good look at it and say you know how much that weighs you know so you're exactly <laughs> right okay Okay, good. Well, thank you. I will check that out and bring the wife, and hopefully we can come up with a good solution. I think you will be amazed how many doggone good-looking stones are are not real stone. Um, and I mean, years ago at Mosby, we used to saw bricks. We have a brick mason. He used to saw the brick to take a half-inch wafer off and stick this stuff on the wall because we wanted a brick look around a fireplace, maybe in a kitchen or a family room. Couldn't handle the weight. Well, you can't, you know, stack up three tons of brick on on 
wood floor. So, you know, now there are just a ton of really good-looking products out there manufactured that, you know, they take good skills. So you've got to be pretty good in, you know, the masonry-type section for putting it up. But it's more like sticking tile on the wall than it is like stacking stone for a uh, veneer. Okay. Well, great. I appreciate the recommendation, and, and thanks for your service and holding this for everybody. Oh, you bet, Steve. Good luck. I think you'll have a pretty good time looking for this stuff. You'll be pleased. All right. Thank you. Take care, brother. Home Improvement, Scott Mosley. Now, one thing I will say, an atrium ranch means it has a big, tall, two-story glass wall. Phenomenal. If there's a view or a sunrise, sunset, those of you that have those atrium ranches, number one, it's a ton of glass. Number two, you do need some sort of window coverings, you know, because that's a lot of glass. And number three, the ceilings are high. So it's a phenomenal feel in the uh, look of the house. Now, that stone uh, fireplace Steve's talking about, if it's 15 feet tall, and that's from the main floor up to the ceiling, that uh, may be more stone than he and his wife may want to display um, because a stone fireplace, seven feet, he was seven feet by two, so it's seven feet wide, two feet projection from the wall usually, and then 15 feet tall. I will tell you that in our designs at Mosby Building Arts, many of our designers will detune where we remove much of the stone or cover some of the brick on these enormous uh, pillar fireplaces because the power of natural materials, the power of stone, the power of Mother Nature is just overwhelming to where you feel like you're sitting in a quarry. So my advice to you, Steve, and your wife, and those of you that have beautiful, I mean, some of this stuff is just beautiful. Just, you know, too much of a good thing can still be too much. So don't be afraid to um, think about covering over. And you can put drywall over your brick, over your stone. If it's a veneer stone like Steve's talking about, you literally can pull that stuff off and then relaminate drywall over it. So in many times we have removed the stone. And in some places where you're looking for that element, you know, maybe you've got a house that uh, just too vanilla you know, just too neutral, and you're looking for the wow, the oomph, you know, well, tell you what, man is not that attractive, but Mother Nature is, so, you know, putting a powerful unit of stone on that fireplace, you can basically drive a stake in the sand that says, here I am, this is Mother Nature, and aren't I beautiful, and it is, so it, uh, nothing but natural materials rival that so my point being that sometimes adding that stone and that powerful feature is the right thing to do and keep in mind sometimes detuning that removing covering over too much of a good thing can also be the right thing to do from an aesthetic design standpoint so don't be afraid of that decision either way 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX. Thank you again to our guest in Hour 1, the Executive Director, Kristen Wild of Operation Food Search. Your opportunity, operationfoodsearch.org. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short pause. We'll be right back for more after this on KMOX. All right, back to the phone lines here. Let's get this thing revved up. Bosco's happy to go. And let's uh, see what's happening here with my friend Janice. Hey, Janice, Scott Mosby, welcome. How can I help there on KMOX? Oh, hang on, let me see. Yeah. Uh, My house is just super, super dusty. We change Mm -hmm. the furnace filter every 
month, the first of the month, but I, I can dust every day. I don't. So is it yeah. worth it to have the vents cleaned, or is there anything else, else that you would suggest? Uh, dusty houses usually mean they're um, not very tight. A lot of holes in the house. Uh, sometimes you can have a backdraft issue with chimneys where your furnace, you know, a forced air furnace actually draws dust down the fireplace but generally we discover when doing what's called a blower door test which means uh, hooking a huge vacuum cleaner up against the house and making it leak like a sieve we and what you will find in dusty homes is that around the outlets it leaks around the light fixtures on the ceiling it's very leaky even the light switches that are on interior walls because of the way the wires are drilled from the attic uh, generally a dusty house has um, a source, a reason, an ailment, and it's usually a whole lot of leaks. So, yes, cleaning the ducts, but not until you seal the leaks, because you can clean the ductwork, and it really won't change your the dust you're experiencing on all the surfaces. You follow what I'm saying there? Yes, I understand that. But who, who which company do you recommend to do that? Uh, do a blower door test search on the internet. Uh, we have people we refer at. Mo You're welcome to call Mosby Building Arts at 909-1800-314-909-1800, and we can give you a recommendation. But uh, basically, there are what's called energy audits where people just walk through and say, this is what you need. And then there's a second level, which is really kind of a you know scientific uh, blower door test, and, and we basically get real information. We used to do it, but it, it was not something that you know people were willing to pay for because it you know cost six seven eight hundred dollars to do all these tests properly and you know they were you know the they were charging fifty dollars for a walkthrough and people were buying that it's it's not the same but you will careful what you ask for you're going to find out that your house leaks a lot so uh, okay. but it's a blower door test and it it just it's an it older home i mean it's probably yeah. i think it was built in the 70s so it's, yeah, you know it's old, so they probably didn't have the right uh, equipment to really sell seal it back then. Well, energy prices were so low at the time that there was no real motivation to seal it up tighter, and you know, and frankly, it gave us fresh air. On it. there were a lot of good benefits from it as well. Um, but you know, now is a different day with energy costs higher, and we've got you know, we 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 really messed up a lot of people in buildings by making houses too tight too. So. Yeah, that was okay. the other side. Uh, I'll have to look into it more. Thank you so much for all your help. I appreciate it. You bet, Janice, and it's a blower door test you seek. Okay. Okay. Oh, blower you door bet. test. Yep. And next up, let's talk to my friend Kathy. Hey, Kathy, Scott Mosby here on CamWax. How can I help you? I was wondering if you knew anybody who needs or wants um, an old, old, old oak. Let's see. Oak fireplace mantle. Um, it's disassembled. Hmm. It was in my sister-in-law's cousin elderly cousin's house and uh <laughs> for some reason i got it i was going to make it into a headboard oh, but i'm yeah. old and i don't care anymore <laughs> oh i, I know the feeling <laughs> yeah yeah so you're looking for uh i tell you what uh restore uh there is uh habitat for humanity restore i would suggest there are people that want that but you can actually donate that That's and what i uh, thought too so i called the people and they said is it in excellent condition and i said i don't think it's in excellent condition but it's in good condition and they don't want it so oh, but that kidding. was a, that was for a pickup 
so maybe oh, if yeah, I just yeah. drop it off there, then because yeah. I've thought about that too a couple times. So well, All keep right, in I'll mind there. there are there are several um, restores. There's one in St. Charles. There's one in downtown St. Louis. So keep in mind this is kind of like a multi um, group that the. the Demand for that may not be very high in St. Louis, but it, I will tell you, I would call the um, the restore in St. Charles County and see if they want it. I think you'd be surprised. You may need to drop it off, but yeah, yeah somebody wants that thing. I know it's pretty cool looking. All well, right, there you thank go. You very much. Okay. Okay. Ken. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Uh, and that's it. Uh, you know, really getting into uh, Habitat for Humanity. That's who I'm talking about. Restore is their used building material, kind of hardware store, if you will. But uh, that was their idea. And, uh, you know, it's been going on in the city of St. Louis for a very long time. And it's a great location. Uh, the issue is then they wound up doing things in the more outlying areas because St. Louis downtown couldn't serve further away. And we're such a doggone big metropolitan area that restore and habitat for humanity various pods you know the st charles group um, really grew and has a very large location of restore so just keep in mind there are more of those and uh, you know keep your efforts going because when you have something good to share generally somebody will want it and if not uh, typically start asking around with the churches the churches also have a very good um, network uh, of things needed from clothing to building materials to help um, and it's just a good network so uh, St. Louis is just a cool place you know we we like to make things better and we do on many many levels uh, again this operation foodsearch.org your opportunity to help their uh, habitat for humanity restore as well all right enough yakking let's get to my best friend here mary hey mary scott mosby how can i help you this day hey this okay. is a, uh, i'm the lady that had the sliding glass door window sideways yeah mary uh you know it, it's a tile uh, when i first bought the house it was carpeted down there but it was oh, just yeah. carpet on concrete. Mm. So we re we had to replace the carpet, so we put yeah. a tile floor in. Now, oh, you know, good. it's it's pretty cold down there in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Is it possible for me to put, uh, they might make like heating grids that I could put on top of that tile and then put more tile on top of that? Uh, yes, but you're better off pulling the tile down to lay it on a solid substrate of concrete. I will tell you it's pricey, and, and I will, first off, I will tell you it is grand. Uh, I become the lap cat that wants to sleep on the floor when you heat floors. It is yeah. just delightful. The next thing is it takes a lot of area to take the chill off of that tile, and it is thousands of dollars to buy that grid. Typically, it's a fabric, so it's a kind of a metal mesh mounted wire, and the wire zigzags up and down, uh, and then that wire gets warm. So it's kind of a space heater, only hammered out real flat, and it, it lays down in the bedding compound, the thin set underneath ceramic tile. For, yeah. And we use it in kitchens and bathrooms, especially bathrooms for the morning and, and at night on bare feet. And, and kitchens sometimes yeah. will put it right in front of the sink and the oven and the stove uh, because you can spend $5,000 heating a kitchen floor. How, um, how hard is it to pull up that tile floor? Uh, believe it or not, it's common labor. It's a pain in the neck. It's dusty. It's You don't want to be around when they do it because it's really noisy. But it's not that big a deal because it's uh, basically they take kind of a flat 
chisel, almost a um, shovel-looking blade tool and a jackhammer behind it, electric jackhammer, and they just kind of peel that stuff right up. You'd be surprised. The, The tile comes up in an hour the the bedding compound under the tile takes the next day to get off so it's mm-hmm. a, it, it's not that tough to get it right frankly but if you put heating element over an old tile and that tile breaks loose now that section of floor will no longer get warm so warm. if you do it yeah. do it right you know okay all right well thanks for right. your thanks for your opinion have you a good day now. okay take bye care now. bye now bye and again, and again, that's just it. I've had uh, it is an opinion. I'm offering you my experience and my opinion, uh, but I will tell you, you know, as I, um, you know, I'm in the business, so we remodel our own bathroom, and I think about, well, gosh, you know, do I want a heated floor? Ah, I don't want to spend. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a consumer just like you. Ah, I don't want to spend the money. I don't need that. You know, uh, all that kind of stuff. Well. Later on, after a couple of years of putting the thing in for um, customers at Mosby Building Arts, the feedback was such that I got to the other place and I said, you know what, if you don't put the heated floor in, I will, and you can tell me to disconnect it when we're done, but if you like it when we're finished, pay me for it then. Because I never had anybody who didn't love a heated floor. You know, well, I'm kind of a skinny guy, you know, so there's not a whole lot of BTUs going on with me. And I get those bare feet on a bathroom floor in the middle of the night. Whew, yeah, we're talking. So anyway, that's how heated floors or warm floors have become so popular once again uh, because, you know, they, they are just fantastic uh let's go talk with my friend dell hey dell good afternoon welcome to kmos how can i help thank you I, i've got a radiant heat problem all right uh, my my boiler is working and the pump is working mm-hmm. but the only thing that's that's getting heated is a perimeter line in the floor my mm-hmm. main heating comes from tubing that is plastered into the ceiling in every room in the house, and for some reason, I'm not getting the uh, heat circulation in mm. the ceiling. Is it a water circulation that water you're talking about? Yes. Okay. There's a blockage. This is what you have, basically, and and give me a little latitude here, Dell. You have a car radiator that has never been flushed. So you block a little bit. You and I eat cheeseburgers. We get a little bit too much plaque built up around the inside of our veins and arteries, you know, and that's a problem for the physicians. Well, you probably need your system flushed where, you know, they actually run water through. So in the off season, this would be, well, either, even now, if you really need your heat back, but uh, you need a good radiant heat contractor that is familiar with these systems because you wind up with just a little blockage or you might have a manifold um, stop because oftentimes you might have uh, on-off valves for eight or ten places uh, and, you know, you get a little blockage at one of those valves, you could have a whole section. And if you've got one valve that feeds those other six that it's the field up in your ceiling. This may be as simple as just one valve that's blocked here, Dell. Or indeed, you may be ready to finish, you know, flush the whole system. But either way, you just need a good, uh, you know, radiant heat wizard to take you through this. It's it, you're not alone. It's not a new thing. It's just ready for some maintenance. Could uh, an air blockage be involved? 
Uh, it could, but generally the water will flush that through and that, you know, the air will move. You wind up with a little bit of debris or um, mineral blockage, you know, just like hard water winds up in there. If it's coming, you know, if it's being an autofill from your boiler, you can actually get minerals in there and you just get a lime buildup at some place. Uh, but you, you just you just need a good radiant contractor to come take a look at this thing. Okay, Dell, thanks for the call. Home improvement again. Um, just get a good radiant heat contractor. They're hard to find because these radiant systems are phenomenal, but when they are problems, they are problems. Stay tuned here on KMOX. Great afternoon. Chiefs football coming up this weekend on KMOX.